I feel the more I record in this environment, the more unhinged I'm becoming. Hey to Bunkers, and welcome back to another episode of this podcast. It's so good to have all of you back, especially considering all of us are going to start working and studying again as the summer holidays are coming to a close. And honestly, it's going to be a very interesting few months for me. I'll be moving again, and uh, you guys are going to see that my filming location will change, hopefully by the next video, because I'll be going back to study as well. So they ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're- Yo, I'm going to die in these next few months. <laughs> But for today's topic, I thought about talking about cancel culture because, you know, after what happened with the baby earlier this month, like a few weeks ago, it just got me thinking, I really hate cancel culture and I am anti-cancel culture and pro-accountability culture. And we'll get all into that this episode. So like I said, I'm going to be blunt here. Cancel culture, in my opinion, doesn't really work, or at least it doesn't work like it's supposed to. And even if it did, I don't think the way we treat people based on some mistakes that they've made is actually that great, especially considering some of the very, very questionable things that Gen Z has tried to cancel. And for me, who's in the middle of Gen Z, millennial, it's like, somebody, oh, he needs some milk. Am I just insensitive or are you just nitpicking? (laughs) Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm all high and mighty and I've never made mistakes before. Of course I have, though I understand the process that it takes to understand your flaws and to work on those flaws. And especially since I'm an absolute nobody, I have the luxury of just working on those in private and among people that I love and that I trust. But for celebrities, it's a really different thing. Celebrities, public figures, they have to essentially do their growth in public so that people will, you know, not take away their livelihoods. The other thing that really sucks is how much cancel culture has evolved from basically becoming the voice for victims to just looking at people's pasts and then trying to find old tweets, old videos, old whatever, and then being canceled for who they used to be as opposed to celebrating who they currently are. I just want to create a conversation about this because I see that I identify that there is a problem and there's a definite disconnect when it comes to us trying to correct people, when it comes to us trying to help people become better because I feel it's become more mob mentality as opposed to accountability and rehabilitation. But we'll get more into that because this topic is very complicated. So let's debunk it. To start, what is cancel culture? We would have to understand what it means to be canceled before we can further understand the culture behind the major problem within it. So what does it mean to be canceled? According to Vox, it means to effectively end the career or evoke the cultural cachet of a person, most times a celebrity or a public figure, whether through boycotts of their work or disciplinary action from their employer. Basically, if you piss off the public, that's it for your livelihood. It's going to go poof. Well, at least that's what's supposed to happen. But the main critique I have about this is that how many times have people actually been canceled and have actually lost a lot? I'm not saying that there's no one, but I am identifying that cancel culture is not doing what it's intended to do. I also like how Anne Charity Hudley, the chair of linguistics of African Americans at the University of California, Santa Barbara, said it. She said... When you see people canceling other people, it's a collective way of saying, we evaluated your social status, your economic prowess, and we're not going to pay attention to you in a way that we once did. I may not have the power, but I have the power to ignore you. 
there is a power in that. I mean, if your livelihood basically thrives on you being famous or being popular or being well-known and people all collectively decide to ignore you, then yes, canceling does work, but also makes you think twice about a lot of your actions if the very people who support you can also turn their backs on you. At its core, canceling someone is meant to hold them accountable for their actions and show them that there are consequences. It started off as the voice for the voiceless, for those caught up in power dynamics and are able to say or do anything to get the justice that they deserve. Where the justice system fails is where we need to pick up the hurt and stand by them and help them. I mean, we, we can almost equate it to like the Me Too movement where, you know, people were standing by sexual assault survivors because one, it's a traumatic experience to go through and sometimes it's difficult for you to come forward, especially when someone is way more powerful and cancel culture is what that was meant to be. Where someone does something problematic and is trying to get away with it, but we don't want them to get away with it. We want them to be accountable for their actions, to understand that they're wrong and to then therefore make a change. Honestly, I think the steps of how a cancel culture is supposed to happen is just not happening. For example, when the baby got canceled, all right, let's take him as an example. He got dropped from many shows and a couple of endorsements. Okay, he has consequences. Though, if we are honest, give it a few weeks. I mean, I think it's even been a few weeks already. He will start booking shows again. He will get some endorsements and people will still be bumping and going to his gigs. That's the reality of life. I mean, let's look at Sia. Remember when Sia was canceled because of her autism movie? Like, I, we were all in arms. We were just here like, Sia, you, and then now people be streaming her music. People still be bumping to her stuff. I mean, she deleted her social media because the bullying and mob mentality was out of control, but she still secured her back. Canceling someone is meant to be a form of social justice, except the people seeking the justice are using the internet and the power of public rage, or at least that's what I see in my opinion. So this type of justice has no measure and no continued accountability. If anything, most of the world leaders should be canceled if we're talking about social justice, and yet most of them are still in power. And it's not to say that activists, NGOs, and other organizations are doing the work that needs to be done, but it's evident that there's still a gap between a mistake that has been made and the actual course of accountability, consequence, learning, and the works of that. It's an entire process, and I feel that people only stop at the first two. There's accountability, consequence. No one stays along for the journey of this person learning how to be better or getting the help that they need in order to become better. The line most people are not able to distinguish is between mob mentality and the actual consequence for grave actions. Like when R. Kelly was finally in trouble for his previous sexual misconduct, this man was a walking hazard to young women everywhere even before he married Aaliyah when she was 15. Which by the way, when I, I watched this documentary about Aaliyah and guys, I was shook to the core when I found this out. I was like, sir, hell no. It's the guts for me. Thank God her parents annulled that marriage, Ooh. but getting back, people still bumped to and streamed his music and helped him secure the bag. When time and time again, he had shown he was not learning from his stakes and he continued to take advantage of young girls. I mean, this dude was so canceled, even the boondocks did an episode on him. Do you know how prominent and problematic you have to be for the boondocks to talk about you? I mean, they did an episode on Tyler Perry, but then that had to be taken down because um, the network, the network threatened to, this is allegedly, whoa, whoa. Allegedly, there was an episode where they mocked Tyler Perry's movies and that episode had to be removed from like the regular scheduling because Tyler Perry threatened to withdraw, I think to take all his projects off that network. 
At something like that, something like that. Yeah, it was a whole thing. When I found out, I was like, ooh, he's sensitive. <laughs> yeah, we see time and time again, people are walking away from very, very serious allegations. We can see all the time that politicians have walked away from sexual abuse allegations. We have seen people who have harmed others time and time again, and there is still no justice, still no consequence. Cancel culture came from a place where we were all collectively fed up of not getting justice. We are fed up of the voices of survivors being covered up. Like I mentioned, it came from a very good place. And I think at the end of the day, people just wanted accountability and consequence. I personally would want to add rehabilitation, be it through learning or acquiring more knowledge or going to therapy or whatever aids the situation. But the point is where something failed and could not be fixed almost immediately, we had to try and step in and do something that is an immediate effect because I watched a video where this person really put it clearly that we, we all want justice reform. We want our justice system to change, but we can't change it tomorrow. We can't change it next year. It's a process. And some people don't have that time. Ticking, man, global warming, climate change. It's ticking. We don't have that time. And that is why we want to speed things up. But I think in the process of us trying to speed things up, it just went out of control. Though another side of cancel culture that I honestly find weird is where people can get the most minute of details of anything and just run with it. They will sprint. They- I'm gonna let God fix it. I'll give you an example. Let's take a random song, Butter by BTS. I love that song. I could legit sit here and say, Butter is a song that is against people who are lactose intolerant and can't take dairy products. Hence, we must cancel BTS because they don't care about lactose intolerant people you probably had the right idea right but the wrong bit mm, you see how dumb that sounds and not even for the fact that you know you just made up an entire argument out of nothing but it's for the fact that lactose intolerant people really do not care about their allergy they collectively said it's my choice if i go die in the toilet i have died in the toilet y'all leave me alone and keep me out your mouth I respect that. For the next segment, we're going to be discussing a little bit more about some of the direct problems that there are with cancel culture and try to address some of them today. Now, in some rare instances, canceling does work well. I mean, look at R. Kelly, Will Cosby, Kevin Spacey. Okay, but now... I used to watch House of Cards religiously until I found out what Kevin Spacey allegedly did. And I was like, oh my God. But I guess the point is for a lot of these people, their image has been tarnished. And I guess that was like the initial thing a lot of people wanted. We finally got people saying, yeah, these people are not good people despite the good work that they've done in the entertainment industry fair but there are a couple of people who have built an immunity to being canceled like i mean i'm talking tyler the creator 50 cent kanye west where time and time again we've just seen them and we're like what the hell but for some reason they still be getting that money they still have their supporters and they're still very successful in their fields where they are i mean kanye still has his clothing line kanye still has his music kanye still has a lot of things despite some of the questionable things he said i mean 50 50 yo 50 Cent basically created power. And power had people in gorilla grip. How are you going to cancel him for that? Mm. Tyler the Creator. God, yo. If you listen to Tyler the Creator's old stuff, you'll be shaking in your boots. Because it was very raw 
and it was very aggressive. But I think one thing that's really cool about Tyler, the creator, is that he has managed to grow. And it's really important for us to acknowledge that people can grow and we need to acknowledge that people can change. I think we can look at the human emotion behind what comes to being canceled so viciously. Now, some people deserve it. 100%. Some people should be canceled. Never see the face of the planet again. But if we are honest, a lot of the things that people do get canceled for are just like, if you just ask the person instead of we're living in a world of your assumptions, a lot of the things that people get canceled for today would really not be a thing. And I would like to specifically point out old tweets. In fact, let's call them people's ancient tweets. My main issue with this form of canceling and trying to hold them accountable is the very fact that somehow people on the internet collectively agreed that people are incapable of changing their minds, perspectives, and narratives. It's not that we want to excuse that behavior It'll never be acceptable to be racist. It'll never be acceptable to be homophobic and the likes. But what I do also identify is that the pers- the people that we were a long time ago should not hold value to the people that we are now. I mean, sure, you had a tweet from 2012 and that was like, what, nine years ago. Nine years ago was 2012. I was turning 13 and 14. You mean to tell me I'm still that dumbass from nine years ago? Please. Please. You see how dumb that sounds? I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think there are people out there who will never change and continue to be terrible people. Fine and dandy. And you know, if they choose not to grow or challenge what they believe, that's on them. And honestly, it's more of a loss to them and than it is to us as a society, in my opinion. Because I understand from their point of view the coziness that comes within isolating yourself in your own boxes and beliefs. But those boxes and beliefs will slowly become small and we need to grow and explore the other ways that we can interact with a society that continues to evolve. Yes, people made mistakes nine years, 10 years, 20 years ago. Okay, so are they still that same person from way back when? That's the real question. Because I personally can say nine years ago, I was homophobic. Now I'm a raging queer homie. You see, that is character development. Because why? I have done the work to change. I have learned more. I've been taken outside of my box. Though at the same time, yes, I feel we need to make examples of people and counsel them to show others that what they did is not right or acceptable. Though another hard line to track is what do the accountability and rehabilitation stages even look like? Yes, we cancel someone very viciously. We've ended their career. We've taken their livelihood. We've turned our backs on them. All right. They are here like, okay, I have royally messed up. So we've made an example of them. They've lost everything. What happens after that? Where is our rehabilitation? What are the steps to getting this person back on track and being a productive person in our society? Because canceling almost feels like we want to discard a person altogether as opposed to us actually helping a person, which again is a huge problem. So for example, if someone does make a racist comment, what are the steps for said person to make sure they don't make that mistake again and show that they are different? And on another note, one thing that really sucks about cancel culture is how it's slowly killing comedy. I will agree that some jokes have not aged well across many comedians, but I do feel like people try to nitpick and choose things that offend them and then lump everyone together 
and say comedy is cancelled or these kinds of jokes are cancelled or those kinds of jokes are cancelled. I watched an interview Trevor Noah did and I really liked how he articulated his thought. I understand the context of all of his jokes because I am familiar with a lot of the topics that he speaks about and I personally believe he is really hilarious simply because I can understand the context of everything. So the joke in question during the interview was about apartheid South Africa and how interracial dating or interracial couples was not allowed by government law. He could be punished. Though his mom, a very proud black woman, and who was also a rebel, and his dad, who was Swiss, meaning he loves chocolate, got together. Now, the person who was interviewing him took offense as she personally would not want to be referred to as chocolate, like the joke in question. And then Trevor also said that he likes to view race as chocolate because it's a very good way to explain how mixed people come around. And you know, during this whole entire interview and ordeal, I was like, Mind your business, David! Sis, this is not your story. Why are you getting so offended? I mean, if you don't like the joke, you don't like the joke. Not everything people say is funny. We all have different tastes. We all find different things funny. And that's okay. It's your humor. It's your humor. Get over it. <laughs> Now, I don't want to invalidate her feelings. I mean, if she felt offended, then okay. I guess my only question would be, why does using chocolate to talk about race offend you so much? Then get to the root of that to understand where she's coming from. You see, it's context. As individuals, we all have our feelings and triggers. Assuming everyone has the same feelings and sentiments is a problem. But if anything, I personally think using chocolate is a great way to show how there are different races and how each race is so beautiful. Or at least delicious in this case, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Trevor then said, without context, no conversation is clear. Without context, no communication can truly be communicated. Y'all, Trevor legit just deduced the root problem of cancel culture. That being, people want to cancel without context or understanding. Without that, then how can we truly hold people accountable for their actions? Especially since people aren't willing to hear the context of the actions and why something happened the way it happened. I'm not even talking about celebrities at this point. Let's give them a rest. Let's bring the people in our lives and the people that we interact with on a daily basis. How many of us are willing to hear their side of the story before we start saying, yo, that's very problematic. Oh, that's not okay. Oh, that rhetoric, mm-mm, mm-mm. that's offensive. <laughs> when we choose to understand where people are coming from in order to help them, that is something I feel that is more beneficial and I would 100% encourage. I say this especially because I have been that person who has been in a bubble and I've only been able to see the world through one lens. Then when my mind and heart were opened to seeing the world in its many shades and hues, that's when I was like, hmm. That was my accountability. Though I also recognize that I have done and continue to do the work that will help me understand those I didn't before and be a kinder person to those I wasn't to before. It is not enough to say, whoop, I'm a bad person. Ooh, you need to change the bad person you were previously. In addition to that, I also recognize that I was young and I was yet to have the experiences that I had and meet the people that I have met. People go through life-changing experiences. Something I also identify almost immediately is that cancel culture harms freedom of speech in the countries that grant it and further polarize people. By this, I mean it separates us more than unites us on one front. 
I say this because as humans, I feel we all have our basic needs. I think one of the best ways to solve issues or to deal with mistakes is to have discourse about it and find solutions together. Though it is only given if two parties are willing to hear each other out and be open-minded and understanding of one another. What we don't want to happen is essentially the presidential debate last year between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, which honestly, that was comedy for me because that ver- the very first debate, I was like, sir, if you do not can't that pie hole. But you know, that is how a lot of these discussion goes, especially when people have opposing opinions. I was on another podcast earlier this year called the Learn to Let Go podcast that is hosted by my friend Tahila. He had asked me if it was right for a certain actress to get fired by Disney for some of the views she had shared on social media. I will link the podcast so you guys can have a listen. But something I remember saying was that I feel people should be able to share their concerns and view if they are grounded in either experience or facts. You can't cancel someone who has a genuine concern for themselves or for their family or their for their friends. Now, prior to this podcast I had recorded with Tahila, I was listening to another podcast where they talked about people who are anti-vaccinations. Now, before you lot come with your pitchforks, your mob mentality, hear me out. Hear me out. You see, this is, we're going to practice right now. Hear me out. So this podcast is called Endless Thread, and they had an episode where people talked about why they didn't want to get their kids vaccinated. And one of the stories I heard was that this one couple got one of their kids vaccinated. I think it was their first kid. And that kid ended up being very, very sick due to the vaccine and eventually died. And from there, their personal decision was to not vaccinate their other kids because they were afraid that their kids would die too. Do I think most anti-vaxxers are a little bit cuckoo? Maybe, maybe. But also recognize the fact that a lot of us don't actually know what are in vaccinations, okay? I have been vaccinated for typhoid, yellow fever, meningitis, and I've had a lot of booster shots when I was younger. Though if you ask me what was in those vaccinations, I have no clue. I just had to trust that they were not injecting poison into my body. Though for some people, just trusting a system is not enough. Time and time again, we have seen how it has failed some individuals. So I think it's fair for people to have questions about the legitimacy and authenticity if there is a genuine concern to be had, especially if you know someone close to you who has gone through a tough time due to something that is so commonly and widely accepted. It does not necessarily translate to you being anti-something. It just means you care about what's going on and you just want to understand more. And just because I personally don't care or want to understand doesn't mean we should stop others from caring and wanting to understand. I saw this video by Jubilee on the spectrum. One lady pointed out that when it comes to the choice of canceling, people should be given the facts and then decide what to do as opposed to being told what to do. I acknowledge that some of the people I listen to and jam to their music, yeah, they they be making mistakes. They be trifling. Some more grave than others. But at the end of the day, It's my personal music library, and these are people that I have chosen to consciously support. But obviously, there's some music that I don't mess with. For example, I do not listen to Heart Attack on the dance floor. (laughs) You know, Panic at the Disco. I don't really listen to Panic at the Disco because um, I've heard of some of the allegations against Brandon Urie, and 
I know these are allegations. Are they true? Are they not true? I choose to believe survivors because I'm a survivor myself. And you know, one thing about me is that I just feel very uneasy, especially knowing if someone has sexually assaulted someone else or they've put them in a sexually suggestive um, position where, you know, dynamic and power, where there is a power imbalance and people are taken advantage of. I understand all those things. And personally, it just makes me extremely, extremely uncomfortable. That's me. Personally, me, me, I, Xander. It makes me uncomfortable. But then now I can't just start preaching to everyone else and be like, yo, cancel everybody else. Stop listening. Stop supporting. Because the reality is when it comes to projects like movies, music, TV shows, there's more than one person who is involved in it. Yes, the per- there might be one person in the forefront, but that doesn't mean everyone else don't got to eat. I mean, let's look at Kevin Spacey and with him. House of Cards, he he was the main character, yeah. But he was surrounded by a whole lot of other people who depended on that show for a livelihood at a point. So it's a two, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, I want to support people and let them have a livelihood. But at the same time, it makes me extremely uncomfortable to see that, see a person who's done something bad. And that's why I think it's down to choice. Some people are able to look past those allegations, admit they're a bad person, but still support a project because they know that more than one people is involved in this project. And those people have families. They need to eat. They need to be supported. But for me personally, I can't give that support because it just makes me uncomfortable. But if other people are like, I admit they're a bad person, uh, but I'll still consume the media or whatever they make, that's on them. That is on them. People should have the right to be assholes. The same way people should have the right to not indulge in certain culture or in certain entertainment. It's a choice that we should not be taking away. But honestly, one thing I'd also like to point out is, let's talk about the movie Cuties for a brief moment here. Y'all remember when people wanted to cancel Netflix for putting that film there? Everyone was all in arms. Ah. Now, I could do a whole episode talking about Cuties. And, you know, personally, I might get canceled for this. (laughs) Personally, I think it was a great movie with some very questionable and uncomfortable scenes. I acknowledge that that movie was problematic, but it was also a very good movie because it made so many people feel uncomfortable. And because that movie is the reality of the dance world for young children. Young children get sexualized all the time, especially young black girls. They get sexualized all the time. Sure, the execution was yikes, but I'm glad someone said something about this. Before you come for me, please go watch Dance Moms and argue with your ancestors. Because are you people all rage and no talk? If y'all are so mad, go fix all the problems, then come and talk to me. Otherwise, it's above me now. (laughs) Those are some of the problems that I identify with council culture. I think my points were a little bit all over the place, but because I feel the culture is also all over the place and to try and pick and choose what we do and do not punish is beyond me. Let's get on to the next segment where I will discuss some of the ways that we can be better people and we can turn a council culture to accountability culture. I feel the conversation that surrounds counseling is so negative. People are afraid to be counseled and rightfully so. It's the mob mentality and lack of wanting to understand the context that is the absolute scariest part. Like I mentioned earlier, people can grow, people can change. For you who is tuned in right now, you can agree that you are not the same person that you were five years ago, let alone five months or even five minutes ago. You don't know. The main thing about cancel culture that doesn't work is that people would much rather give consequence than cure. Let me give an example that may maybe help you guys understand a little bit better. Let's take the prison system, for example. 
For many countries, if you're found to be on the wrong side of the law, you go to jail. Now, I feel all of us agree that if you are someone who has murderous tendencies and are an overall danger to society, okay, then separating you for society to protect everyone else from you makes sense to me. Though, what would also make sense to me is giving said person the rehabilitation and therapy that they need. Why? Because it's important to understand where they are coming from. They are still humans at the end of the day. I think everyone is still human. I think what's also important to acknowledge is that some people just honestly need help. People who go to jail are essentially canceled in most countries, and they are treated like the scum of the earth. People look down on them for their actions, and they think they're incapable of change. And I understand that sentiment because I have relatives who've gone to prison before for very drunken actions, you know, studying fights. And I also saw how my other relatives would treat said relatives who were drunk and who were just very unruly. They seemed to be out of control. But as an adult now, looking back at those people, I'm thinking a lot of them just were experiencing a lot of pain. Yeah, they were experiencing a lot of pain. And the way they decided to relieve themselves of that pain, even if it was temporary, was to go to the bottle, was to become so drunk, so out of it, that they did not have to handle what was going on around them. That was their escape. When you have nowhere else to turn, but to do something that you yourself are very conscious of the fact that it is detrimental, and that's the only way you can turn, you would do it. Let's face it. When I hear about people who go to jail for drug charges, Grand Theft Auto and the likes, I can't help but wonder what brought them to this point. Because I personally believe not everyone is innately just a bad person. I do have hope for humanity, unfortunately. Yes, I'm hopeful. Yes, I am hopeful for today. <laughs> if you get that reference, you're a real one. <laughs> but my question will always be, what happened in your life that you got to this point? Why are you selling harmful narcotics? Why are you stealing? You know? Why are you doing these things? And for a lot of people, it's legit that they can't afford to live and they're doing what they are doing in order to survive. Now, it doesn't excuse the crime that was committed. They've done it. Yalla. They need to pay for those crimes. I agree. But we also need to expose a system that is so broken that people who have financial issues, who have a certain social status, who have a certain race, are just unable to function well in a society. Now, I'm not saying that going to jail... Is the same as being canceled, but there are some parallels that they share. The fact that there is a broken system that needs to be changed because we keep using the same system and we get shook that people don't change. Well, of course they don't change. The system is broken and it helps no one. When you get canceled and the people who you thought cared about you turn their backs on you instead of helping you understand where you were wrong. Two, understanding where you're coming from. Three, making sure you're accountable for what happened and not excuse it. And then four, help you do the work and there's no one there to support you who you thought were going to support you. That can be so, so painful and difficult to deal with. Now, instead of, you know, doing the actual work to understand why something happened and then work hard to change it, we have people doing damage control. And I mean, and I think people, you wonder why some of these celebrities, these people in power make the most useless and meaningless apologies. It's because they're trying to do damage control, not to lose the people that care about them, as opposed to the people who care about them coming to help them understand where they are wrong. That's what accountability looks like. Accountability is helping someone doing the work. Because it's self-accountability. But if everything that I have believed in growing up, if everything that I thought was okay is suddenly not okay, 
it's important that, you know, I have other people around me who are able to be like, hey, that's actually a big problem. Why do you think like this? Oh, that's why you think like this? Well, actually, if you look at the history of blah, if you've seen the scientific development of blah, that's when we can really start changing as people. And I also identify that, you know, me not being famous, me being an absolute nobody and being able to make mistakes and therefore do the work to make those changes in private is a luxury. Because for some celebrities who make mistakes in public, they have to do the work on and off screen and that can be so uncomfortable we need to have a shift we need to start looking at people as this is a person who has made bad decisions or they've had bad actions because i think it's easier to help someone change their bad actions and bad decisions as opposed to changing a person as a whole because if we're trying to change someone's personality if we're trying to change someone's beliefs that takes a lot of time. But if we are able to identify the immediate bad decisions, the bad actions that they've done and help them correct those actions, slowly we'll begin to see people change because we cannot really go from large to small. We have to start small and go big. Because when we start at the root of something, only then can we see true change in people. Because for me, I had to start at the root of why I was a bad person and work from the smallest detail until that smallest detail started to affect the bigger details about me. Yes, there are people who have made horrendous mistakes and continue to make horrible decisions. But who's to say that they won't change? My level, you know, guys, my level of hope for humanity is a little bit too high. I think I need to take it down a couple of notches because mm -mm. in all honesty, change comes from the most unexpected places. I mentioned him before already, Tyler, the creator. He, yo, if you listen to any of his old stuff, because I, the first album of his that I listened to was Wolf. I was maybe 14, 15 at the time. Yo, I was here like, sir, sir. But now I'm 23 and I'm thinking your growth and transformation is amazing. Growth is so important and growth is something that we should stop ignoring. I feel that we have all lost hope in humanity in general, that once you are a bad person, you're a bad person, full stop, you will never change, you will never become a better person. And it's not fair to do that to people because 100% people have changed. People have done a total 360 in some cases. If we're going to be honest, if you're going to be, if you want to be like that and hold people to who they were in the past, damn, we should just cancel everybody. Starting me, cancel me, cancel your relatives, cancel your friends, cancel everyone. Because if that is how we as a society have decided to judge people, then damn, no one's going to change. This podcast, futile. Because if no one's going to learn, futile. Okay, let me just, I can end it right now. Let me end the, I can end this right now. So you guys listening right now, I want to challenge each and every one of you to the idea that we are humans and we have made mistakes and how we treat other humans who've also made mistakes says a lot about who we are as an individual. If we're not willing to hear their side of the story and then further help them, then futile. If we are not willing to help others do the work so that we as a society, a society can collectively become better, then that's futile. Yes, it might not always be my business to know what other celebrities are doing, but I feel that my channel is so small. My view, <laughs> I don't know. If one day you become famous, surround yourself with people who are able to help you be accountable and to do that work. Because I mean, if one day I end up becoming famous, you know, just speaking it into existence. <laughs> if one day in the future I become famous, I feel the one thing that I would 100% make sure I do is surround myself with people who will make sure I stay in line and make sure that I understand when I make mistakes. But at the same time, they're, they're able to level with me and be like, hey, look, what the hell did you do? 
And I'd be like, oh, no, I did, no, 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 no. And they were like, oh, my goodness. Okay, listen, the reason what you did was problematic was because A, la, 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 B, la, la, la. It's important to have people like that in our lives. Is there hope for cancel culture? I think that's our, that's, I think that's like the final question for the podcast is, is there hope for cancel culture? Is there hope for change? I'm a hopeful person, so I'm going to say, yeah, there's hope. How long will it take for us to get to that place? I don't know. How long will it take for us to get to accountability culture as opposed to council culture? I don't know. But it starts with people like you and me. I've opened up this conversation. And I'd like you guys to take this conversation to other people that you know. Talk to them about council culture. Or talk to them about accountability. Ask them what their views are. And, you know, try and find a collective way that is helpful to you and that person. And, I mean, if you guys want, I could probably do a bonus episode where I can help you understand the different ways that we can keep ourselves accountability the different steps that you can take to become a better person because i'm still currently taking those steps now and i'm still learning different ways to be better so yeah that is today's episode thank you guys so much for coming to this episode it was definitely all over the place but like i mentioned before council culture is all over the place but i really hope that i said something that resonated with you and if i did leave a comment and uh let me know i'll be back in three weeks most likely a guest episode i'm not so sure yet but you can look out for that um and i really hope you enjoyed this video i hope you enjoyed this episode and you know give me some feedback because i am trying a lot of new things like i mentioned in last week's uh video i'll see you guys in a couple of weeks please stay hydrated take care go get vaccinated you know wear your masks and you know overall just be the good humans that i believe all of you are the uh, it's the optimism for me i'm a pessimistic person i'm out here saying i am hopeful for the world honestly i am hopeful for the world yes i am hopeful for today but at the same time i think that I'm a bit too hopeful. I feel like I'm so hopeful that there's too much room for disappointment. I need to lower the standards of hope. Anyways, guys, I thank for all of you who are here and listened. Take care and adios. Reach out to me on social media. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Lestabunkit Podcast. Feel free to email me at Lestabunkit at gmail.com. That is L-E-T-S. D-E-B-U-N-K-I-T at gmail.com. If you didn't catch that, just check the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode or just like the podcast, be sure to give me a five-star rating and leave me a comment. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on.